Hello and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne and as always, thank you so much for listening. So I'm coming to you today from a normal homeschool day. My kids are downstairs taking a little break so you might hear them screaming. Hopefully they don't find me for the little bit of break because usually if they come looking for me then I'll say, okay, it's time to get back to work. So they usually know to utilize their break time pretty well. So I wanted to take some time to talk about why I use hands-on materials in addition to um, the unit studies that we do. So Gather Round is what I chose this year to do their unit studies. And what's awesome about Gather Round is that she has all the subjects except for math in every unit study. So basically what you're getting is multi-age so you can do it I can do it from Allie's age whole way up to high school now I don't have that far up but if I did I could and so I have basically a pre-reader and then I have early elementary and then an upper elementary because Haley although she's still considered early elementary she is at the upper elementary level now I've challenged her and so most of the work she does is upper elementary sometimes I'll give her early elementary um, but that's usually rare so it's it's awesome because they can do it at different ages but they're doing the same reading and a, a part of the same unit study and then it encompasses all of your subjects in that so in the pages that you're doing you're then she's pulling from what you just read about that particular subject and then using other subjects to tie it into it so you're not having to pull from multi-different textbooks to get all those different subjects which I think is awesome the unit studies that we're doing this month and probably will go overlapping into next month a little bit since we're getting caught up from taking a little break and doing um, a Christmas unit studies, we're doing dinosaurs and we're doing living off the land. So everything pertaining to living off the land, then you know, you're reading that chapter and then getting the subjects in the four pages of the notebooks that then the, the kids are doing for their hands-on work. Then we do have math that we do separate because that's not included. But like why I want to do this podcast is to share why do I add other materials because I've been sharing that I do. I have a few other resources that I reach out to to put together some other hands-on materials or other things that we do to kind of add to. And for the the most part is just to add variety and flexibility and to give options as well because our homeschool days are not always every single day the same. We try to have the same routine, but yeah, some days are a little off because life, life happens. And the beauty of homeschool is that you do school around your life, not your life around the school schedule. And that's been huge for me with having four young kids and, you know, having other things that we need to take care of. So it's been really freeing. But it's also made me realize that if I don't want to stress out about my kids learning, um, then I need to have materials that they can do, um, you know, on their own a little bit more independent work. And so that having that independence as well is really good for child's development. It's the sort of the basis of Montessori. Um, and 
my kids are hands-on learners because they started out in the Montessori um, school. So I just like putting this stuff together too. I just really enjoy every month switching up what we have in this in the classroom in addition to the actual unit studies that do change. And the reason that I like to do the hands-on too is because sometimes we do have to go a little bit longer each month with the unit studies because we may focus on other things. So it kind of makes it fun and takes it to a different level as well. So I don't add them because I feel like Gather Round doesn't provide enough. Um, I do think it is enough. And if my kids were at the age where if I was having one of those days where I could just say, okay, you guys are going to do this on your own today, um, then I would be able to do that. But when I need them to do independent work, it typically is the hands-on stuff that I set up that they can do on their own. Um, And it's things that Haley is familiar with so she can help with the other kids, which she loves to do. She loves to play teacher. She loves to be helpful. Um, So I think that's a really great thing for her. Um, So that's why I like to do it because it's, it's nice for me to be able to say, okay, guys, you have to be in the classroom working on something independently. And then the thing that I do one-on-one with them is the unit studies because I have to do the reading and the hands-on material is great for while they're reading because my kids being still younger age need something to work on and do while I read. Um, Even Haley, like even if she's just drawing. So I will say that with the student handbooks, a lot of times the first page, especially of the early elementary, is a picture that they can color while you read. But in addition to that for my son, he's not huge into coloring all the time. So having the hands-on things that keep his attention um, are very helpful. So while I'm reading, they have something to be doing. And I do a lot of sensory bins as well for my younger kids so that while I'm reading, they can be involved if they're not taking a nap or if I have to do it at a time when it's not nap time because we have other plans and things going on. So just keeping their hands busy with those sensory things um, is the reason that I do it because it it really comes in handy for me. It really does to be able to say, okay, especially if we have one of those days or one of those weeks, we're all um, human that things don't go the way we plan sometimes. And part of having the school go around your life is that you can go off and do something different if you want to. And so what I love about it is that if I have a week that I'm like, I personally don't want to worry about the workbooks and do the readings and have to do that stuff, but I still want them learning and still using their hands on materials and still working together and being in the classroom and not just having a complete free for all day where it's like they've done nothing and they've just played all day. Um, that provides a space to say, no, you're in the classroom, you know, you're doing this and this, you're challenging yourself. And I can very easily say, get out the whiteboard and write these down, Lucas, match these three part cards up. And then I want to see you writing every single word and spelling it out loud. And so you know what each one is. So when I later on ask you, you know, how, what, how do you spell covered wagon or what, you know, which one is covered wagon, you will know. Um, so It's a way that they can also be um, in charge of their learning. 
and be able to take that on and then I can check in with them and not be constantly sort of like keeping them every day doing what they do. And we have weeks like that where I'm just like, okay, this is what we do. And we have that strict schedule and we are checking off all the check marks. And then we have weeks where it's a little more organic and they can choose a little more as long as they're learning and they're challenging themselves. And I let them know that that doesn't mean that Lucas, then you're playing Legos. You're doing, you're challenging. I tell them what the challenging work is you know, and even Allie now, I have to say, well, your challenging work is not to be at the play kitchen right now. Your challenging work is to be doing this challenging work. And I'll show her, you know, her tracing her letters, writing words, um, doing the things, even the three-part cards she can be working on, just matching them. Um, and she's challenging herself and she's seeing the words and she's matching those things up and she's using her brain. So it's all things that she can do on her own. And um, so far they, they tend to really enjoy to do those things. And what I like about it is we have specific rules with the things that are in the classroom that they're not toys and they're respected and things so that our room, even though it's our house, <laughs> our dining room and living room, you know, those things stay nicer than the uh, basement, which is the playroom where things are just everywhere and not kept together. Pieces are not all where they're supposed to be and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so far, we've they've been really good at knowing that, um, you know, that's the way it needs to be. And we do have to keep an eye on Lily. But so far, it's been very good to have those things, even on days that are not school days, that we say, you know what, you guys need something to do. Go get out some of your stuff. And sometimes I'll find them just doing it on their own, regardless. So I wanted to share this podcast because um, I thought maybe I wanted to clarify sort of why I add those things in. I mean, you certainly don't have to. You know, if you have gather round you don't have to add all this extra stuff it's good on its own maybe you want to feel like you want to layer things um i tend to enjoy kind of doing that kind of stuff and i like layering materials so i like the utilizing different um, materials that i get and sort of using them together like how i had mentioned with the uh, state capitals from arrows and applesauce it was a great way to incorporate it with our Which Way USAs, which weren't getting used. Um, and so now that we're pairing them up with that, they are getting used. And I feel like they're a really good resource, which I knew they were. It was just I had to find the right way to use it within the schoolroom. So I think just thinking outside the box sometimes, having that creativity and kind of seeing how your kids learn, too, um, and, and also because not every child is the same. So, you know, some children don't mind doing the workbook stuff and some kids really love the hands-on. I will be honest and say that the math hands-on stuff that I have is what's utilized the most, more than our actual workbooks. But they're still learning the same things. Um, but they're being able to practice a little more with their hands-on stuff that I utilize. And it makes it a little easier for me to be able to sit down and go over it with them. And then the workbooks are great too to dive in a little deeper with some of the other things. Um, but to actually always have to do the pages in the books with the math work, my kids tend to get a little burnout doing it that way. So they do like being able to get their hands on, you know, 
bins and work on it that way. And I think most of the hands-on meth I got might still be arrows and applesauce, um, which I think is really, really awesome. I got cards and we laminated them and they have different, you know, tools that make it easy for them to figure out, you know, Lucas has addition and subtraction and Haley has multiplication and division. And so it's, it's a really neat, just neat to have different tools to be able to pull out on days when, especially with Haley, because she was really struggling with math and she has a math anxiety from not having, you know, being in public school and having to go at a certain pace that just wasn't for her. And so instead of being able to slow down with her, she was pushed too far and, you know, and I was unable to get cooperation with it until she was just done with school. By that point, the anxiety had set in and so it's still there and I have to really work with her. And some days when we get out that, you know, workbook, she just gets like in a mood and but I find that when she does her hands-on work and I shift gears with the tools I provide to her it really changes her whole attitude um, so it's been great to have that and I think that having that diversity within for me is very helpful um, but you know it's time consuming and it can be a cost as well um, right now I you know I'm at a place where I'm committed to doing it, but I certainly feel like my kids would still get the same, um, you know, the same, I guess what I want to say is it, they wouldn't be um, hindering at all by not having those things if we weren't able to provide those to them or, you know, just put in the time to be able to get it. I think that's why... Um, gather round is so great because it does keep it very simple so if you don't want to have to get um super into all of that stuff and you don't have the time to um or that's just not your thing then that's okay you can still homeschool your kids and provide to them what they need um, because a homeschool experience is so much more, and I think I've shared this on my social media lately too, the homeschool experience is so much more than just what they're learning in their academics. Um, it's so much more than that, you know. And so just having that homeschool experience of its own, that togetherness, um, and just that unity and, you know, your schedule gets to be around, you know, your schooling gets to be around your schedule um, and you're just getting to know your kids and they're getting to know you and just the whole process of it in itself is just such a great thing. It's such a beautiful thing. Um, again, it doesn't mean to say that if you don't homeschool your kids, um, you know, I'm speaking negatively. I'm not. I'm speaking of my experience with my journey of homeschool. Um, this isn't to try to say that homeschool is better. It's just, I feel for us, it's, it's a blessing and it's been a wonderful, beautiful thing. And I did not realize that until I did it. So I'm speaking to those that may have that in their heart to feel like they want to experience that. Now, there's going to be people that just flat out or like absolutely not and think it's weird and that's okay too. Then this podcast isn't for you. So with that said, um, all the whole thing is still going to provide them with such 
a great experience. So as much as I like to talk about, you know, the materials and the school stuff that I use, because yes, that's very important because we do have to provide to the state that we are doing what we're supposed to do, that we're giving them the subjects they need to learn. And I do believe that my kids need to learn them. So it, I do take that very seriously and I like to make it fun for them and make it something that they're going to enjoy. I mean, I think for me at the end of the day, I just want my kids to love learning and I want to change the trajectory for them versus, you know, especially in the elementary years, having to fight with them to go and it's a negative thing and they don't like it and it's overwhelming you know, I just want their beginning years to be one that they just genuinely enjoy. You know, they get up and they like to learn. They like to use the materials that are in front of them and that there are days that they don't even feel like they've really done any learning, but they have. Um, But like I said, even outside of the textbooks and the hands-on materials or whatever it is, the academic things, outside of that, your kids are learning a lot. And I think you will learn a lot too, because I know I have. So keep that in mind that if you're thinking about going into this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming and I could never do all of this, um, don't feel like you have to. And I think that's the other thing I love to share because I also love to get information from other people because I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm just using things that other homeschool moms have shared or materials they provide. Um, I'm not making these things myself. There's some crafty, very smart homeschool moms that create this stuff and put it out there for us to use. And so I'm just basically like getting it, printing it, laminating it, and utilizing it. So, um, but I share it not for you to compare yourself to me. Um, or even other homeschool moms, because your journey will be yours. As I had to realize that my journey is mine. And I got caught up in that for a little bit, um, feeling like I had to make my journey look like this person's house or that person's house. And at first, I got caught up thinking that it had to look like school. And that was like totally opposite of what I should have been thinking because the whole point in my kids being home is so it's not like school because it's not it's a whole different thing it's a whole different way of learning it's a whole different way of approaching their education so you know once I got that out of my head then I had to get it out of my head that my my homeschool days and the way I teach my kids and the things that I use and the way that my day looks isn't going to look like this person or that I can take from each mom and I can make my own. I can make it look right for me because I truly believe that all of us homeschool moms, we were called to do this because we know what's best for our kids. We know our kids the, you know, really well. And we're doing this for a reason. You know, if you're homeschooling your kids, there's a reason that you have them home. It's a sacrifice um, it's kind of a big deal. And so you have to have your why in the forefront, you know, of why do I do this? And on those days when you feel like, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, this is insane. I, this is not a good day. I am not doing well at this, or I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, as many of us feel as parents, sometimes it, 
even if you send your kids to school sometimes, just parenting. These kids don't come out with a handbook that tell you what to do when and how, and each person is different. It's crazy. It's a crazy journey. So I'm sharing because I don't want you to compare to me. I don't want you to think you have to do what I do. I just want that if something resonates, you have some information, you have some understanding, maybe some resources, and that's it. You figure out what works for you. And that's the beauty of you being the mom and you being the homeschool mom. Um, That's the beauty of you being able to make your day work around having school work around your day. You know, everybody's situation is a unique one. And so you make it be you. Make it look the way you want it to look. And not every month has to be the same either. I think that's why I like to change it up each month because, you know, I'll look at sort of what we have going on and I'll sort of base it based on that. You know, if I know there's going to be a lot going on or, you know what, I need to focus a little more on like some work projects that didn't get done. Now I'm going to switch it to more hands-on independent work and I'm going to change what the day looks like. And give myself a little more time to do those other things. And then the next month, it'll be, okay, those other things are going to sit. My kids are going to get my more one-on-one attention. We're going to have the check marks and the and the more stringent routine. And it's going to be more led by me. And then there's going to have the months where it's more led by them. They get to choose. They get to, as long as they're learning, kind of more Montessori style where they go in, they figure it out. They know the subjects they need to be done. And at the end of the day, I'm going to, or throughout the day, I'm going to talk to them about, okay, well, you marked off math. What did you do? And I always make my kids keep their work so I can check it too, just so I'm not just having them say they did it, but I can also check it. Now, not every day. There's some days where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take their word for it that they did their math and we're going to call it a day. Um, But most of the days, if they do a math work, I'll tell them to set it aside and I'm going to check it just so I know. Um, and most of the time I check most of everything. Um, I say that because our math work is on laminated sheets, so they could potentially work on it and then erase it and put it back, and I wouldn't be able to see it. So I'll have them set it aside, check it, I'll erase it and put it back for the next time they want to use it. But um, so yeah, that's the beauty of it to say, you know what, that's what I need. This month, I need a little more time to do this and so they're going to have a little more independence and it kind of is nice because they like it that way they like the variety it keeps it interesting um I think that's what I loved so much about being self-employed going from a nine-to-five job to being self-employed I didn't even realize how much I was going to love that every day was different sort of the same but different um And that it didn't have to be like the same monotony of the day doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, For me, it just didn't work. But there's a lot of people that it works for. So that's that's just the way it is. Um, So yeah, that's my story, guys. I just wanted to share. I think I'd better go down and check on my kids now because it looks like, according to my watch... Their time is up, and uh, they've gotten awfully quiet, so that's either really good or really bad. So um, I'm going to go, but 
Thank you, as always, for listening. This is In the Studio with Anne podcast, and I'm Anne. Until next time.